0: I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of purepleasureshop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.
1: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our
0: sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hi, everyone. Amy here (laughs) for your bonus episode. So what is a bonus episode on shameless sex? The bonus episode is a free offering for you. Well, guess what? All of our podcasts are free because you don't have to pay for it. And podcasts are starting to go that route, just so you know where you have to subscribe to a lot of them. So we want to keep this free. And that's why we generally have ads. And we know that you all don't love listening to ads all the time, so that's why we offer this occasional free bonus episode that is ad-free. And that's exactly what we are going to do here, is talk all about sexuality and relationships in an ad-free way. Uh, Today, we are here with repeat guest Edward Wiley. Oh my gosh, I should have written down the episode that you were on. Do you know the episode number, Edward? I don't, didn't write it down. I
1: don't remember. It's called One
0: Not Love. Let me look it up, because I bet we don't have a lot of the word not in titles on our website. Um, Found it. So episode 139, Not Love, rote Play for Hot Sex and Deep Connection. So that was... Wow, that was maybe two years ago?
1: Yeah, was that during COVID or before? B- before COVID. Oh,
0: wow. It's been a while. All right. Well, welcome back to Shameless it Sex. It's great
1: to be back. Thanks, yeah.
0: Jamie. Yeah, we were here, actually. So I, you look familiar in the corner of my living room. Uh, and so today we're talking about a whole different topic, um, which is more so speaking to, and we, we were talking about terminology today, we're speaking to male-identified folks on how they can kind of show up as their uh, most... Uh, vulnerable alive clear um, driven authentic selves in a way that sh- that shows up in in sexuality in relationships um, probably generally more so speaking to penis or sorry not penis. we're doing uh, male identified folks in relationships with female identified folks and when I say identified everyone I'm saying people identify as male or female but they might have all kinds of genitals. Um, And we had also talked about before this that you actually, a lot of these key points will just apply to relationships in general, no matter how you identify, but your focus is more so speaking to men So male-identified folks. Um, Also speaking to women, though, or to female-identified folks in relationships with them, because we're going to talk about a lot more about what women are craving from them. Um, Right? Am I on the right point here on the right topic? sure. Cool. Awesome. So before we dive into this and about how this can lead to more juicy sex or deeper relationships, et cetera, um, I know you did this on a past podcast, but... You know, two years have gone by. If you can uh, share your story as to where you got to, where you are today, or how you got to where you are today, in the world of sexuality, and this can be in the business world, this can be in the personal world. And I know we're also talking about relationships and more um, empowerment and self-helpy path and being our best selves. But how did you get to this, to this place, this moment on January twelfth or whatever day is twenty twenty two?
1: Sure, thanks, Amy. Yeah, something happened that. Skyrocketed my relationship and my sex life with my partner. Mm. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I, as I talked about on my, when I was here last time, I started a, a, uh started Not Love, K N O T Love. It was an open hearted approach to erotic rope play or rope bondage. And before that, I was holding a, a meetup at, at uh, Pure Pleasure. Pure Pleasure. Yeah. It was awesome.
0: Hey, Mom. <laughs> and we,
1: we taught a lot of, of the, the technical details of rope play. Then when i introduced an open-hearted connection and and um uh what i called musubi first like so shibari is the name for 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 the tying the knots mm-hmm. uh so is kinbaku, that means to bind tightly in in japanese mm. but musubi means the knot that ties together that binds together so what was really interesting was when i introduced those concepts how do you have more um, more presence and and confidence inside of yourself so that you can develop that intimacy and in connection with your partner that's when the what i was teaching really took off people began to learn the techniques quicker but more importantly the intimacy that was developed between the the couples like skyrocketed mm. so i knew i was i was on to to something and then i learned that what I was teaching there actually applies to leadership. So there's a direct correlation between sh- the, like the inner game of shabari is also similar to the inner game of, of leadership. How do you have confidence and how do you stay grounded and connected and aware of either your partner if you're tying them up or your, your team or whoever you're leading. Mm-hmm. So I've started a leadership coaching practice over the, the past two years and since I last saw you. And the thing that I also included is men's work, having men come together to help each other be better leaders. So when I first started dating my partner three and a half years ago, I think it was just a few months into our relationship when she said, you should join a men's group. I was like, yeah, okay, but I've I've looked at some men's groups and they weren't very interesting and they were too like rah 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 and like I I wasn't. Let's
0: bury each other in the sand, right?
1: Exactly, (laughs) right? And punch each other in the chest and like talk about cars, right? And it didn't really appeal to me. A few months later, she said, "You should join a men's group," and I was like, "Yeah, I didn't, you know." And then a few months later, she'd say, "Hey, why don't you join a men's group?" (laughs) And I was like, "Yeah, okay." So I gave these excuses, and then finally one day, I joined a men's group. And she, like, blossomed. She, like, you joined a men's group. (laughs) Her attraction to me skyrocketed. Our relationship improved so much. And what I finally understood what she was telling me wasn't, hey, you should join a men's group. What she was really saying is, join a freaking men's group so that I can be really attracted to you and feel safe. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned through, through that is there is so much support and accountability that you get in a men's group that your your female partner doesn't want to be the only source of for you. Mm. They don't want you to come home, you know, come home and talk to them about all your problems. They don't want to constantly be uh, the, the only person who is supporting you. They also want to see you show up powerfully in your life. And the best way to do that is by finding and joining and being part of it, a men's group. Mm. So I I created a men's leadership Program where I teach leadership skills, but also together with men's groups and men's circles so that the men can su- support each other. Um, men are really hungry for male uh, brotherhood mm-hmm. and connection. A lot of men have difficult. Experiences growing up with men, either the father or their brother, or both in in my case, uh, weren't very good to them, or just in in general, they didn't have close male friends. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of trauma around that. Mm -hmm. When that's healed, a lot of your innate power can start to come out. So uh, when I combine the leadership program with the men's work, then... It just skyrocketed mm. because then the men began to um, kind of open up a lot more, and were able to able to su- support each other.
0: Mm. Yeah, I well, and I think up so. I grew up in Santa Cruz. And in Santa Cruz, we have what I'm going to call a big bro culture. Uh, and not everyone from Santa Cruz is a bro. And I know some people are going to be like, why are you calling us bros? I'm going to get some hate mail. But when I say bro culture, I mean that it's very much based on this certain idea of what masculinity is. It seems almost like a little lost and like a little bit of a man or boy pack that um, they're that while they're supporting each other in a way that's kind of like fun and playful and they go and do their extracurricular activities they're not talking about their vulnerability they're not there really being like hey man i'm having a really hard day you know i'm having a hard time my relationship or my career is failing or i'm ha- i'm my my cock isn't the working working the way i want it to and instead it's all a little more superficial and not all of it because i don't want to put all santa cruzians in this category but as someone who grew up here, um, I was re- I was one of those people really craving to be with partners who were thinking outside of that box and, and moving beyond that. And, and I'm one of those people that I felt safer with that. I felt more seen. I felt like we could relate more, like there was more depth available, because now I could share that part of myself with them. You know, here's my hopes, dreams, and fears, uh, and they're not just like, cool, you know? And, <laughs> um, and I, for me, my idea about this, my perspective is that we don't really have a real rites of passage movement for american culture that is the you know the general way of um doing boyhood to manhood it's there isn't really uh it's just not the norm and so it's missing and so what happens is later on in life should men you know male identified folks or penis owners choose to seek this out they have to do it on their own unless they were somehow raised in some family that's like hey son i'm gonna show you how to do this so i can really resonate with this and i guess I want to hear a little more about your story, but um, I, that, I guess that's one of my questions for you. Okay, moving to that question, is that what you see as one of the barriers? Is why that is? It's just not really part of the socially constructed norm for uh, manhood. And you said you know there's fathers and things, but you know wh- why is that missing?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I I don't exactly know why it's missing. Uh, I know that men aren't taught to be vulnerable. They're not taught to talk about, express, and share feelings. They're not taught to be, um, like, to, to need support. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taught to be the ones to be giving the, the, the support, to be the, the man of the house, mm-hmm. uh, to be strong and to not cry and to not, not share. But that's all robbing us of our, our true masculinity. Like, a, a man that feels, that's able to express feelings, to be vulnerable, to share, to listen, to have empathy, compassion, understanding, uh, forgiveness that's a really powerful man. That's a man that can stand in the center and help lead the world around them.
0: That's a hot, sexy man right there. And again, I think that it really invites for myself, invites all of me too, uh, because then I'm, I, you know, there's like this mirror aspect, but also, okay, you, since you're sharing this part of yourself, then you can hold this part of myself. And you know, there's this part, I, this idea also that the hysterical woman, you know, and I'm like, ah, I'm having a hard time. And I, like you were saying earlier, I don't want my partner to just be the only person to hold it. Like I have a therapist. I have plenty of friends for this too. I have women's circles and groups as well. Um, But I I think it's just a little more normalized for me to have that versus my male partners, and it is definitely a missing link. And I can also say a lot of the men that I know that have done this work, oh, my God, it's night and day in the shifts in the way that they are as as friends, as partners, as sexual beings. I've been in relationships with multiple men who didn't do this work, and then once they did – it was night and day. They were speaking of all of a sudden. They were holding themselves accountable. Um, they were speaking more truthfully and honestly. Our sex changed. I was definitely more attracted to them. Uh, so, so what? What do you think? Um, I guess on, on the so. your. I guess let's go to your the piece about your partner. Your partner saying, "Wow, this is more attractive." Was this just because you were doing men's work, or because she saw the shifts in your behavior and how you were living your life?
1: Uh, several things. So uh, in the very beginning. It was oh, it was like a relief for her. Mm. Oh, Edward has support from other men, so I don't have to worry about taking care of him. So I, I know that he's he's being held, uh, he's being held, he's being supported, and he's being uh, um, inspired to mm-hmm. be a, a better man. So. From the very beginning, that released a lot of pressure. Like a, ah, oh, relax, yeah, <laughs> my I,
0: nervous system. I
1: don't have to do it all. Yeah. Because she has a lot of friends she talks to. I think women in general often have a large group of, of, of uh, other women that they share really close things with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think men typically ha- have that. So, um, so, so that was the first thing, was this re- relief that I was in the right place. Um, and then she started to see how I began to show up in that men's group, and it brought out my natural leadership abilities. After, uh, um, after I, 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 there's a little initiation period when, when, when I joined this one group. It's called the Men's Circle. They're based out in Oakland and San Francisco, California. Um, at one point, I had five or six men come over to my house and help me clean my entire house. Mm. Top to, to, to bottom, all the windows and floors and all this trash. And she's and over
0: there like, this is She's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she, she, she's actually at, out for the, the the day, but super hot to, mm-hmm. to know that uh, that I was able to, to bring that group of men uh, uh, to, to, to my house to support me. So And I began to also talk about integrity a, a lot more. There's a high bar for integrity in the group that that I'm in to, to be your word, mm-hmm. so that was really sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but really the, the the leadership that it brought out in me like it was like a, it was like a it's like a, I say masculinity, but there there's like that mean, that means so many different things. Like
0: strength and confidence, but strength and confidence
1: yeah. and relaxation, but also drive and mm-hmm. spirit. Uh, I have began to have a, a place to um, to express that and to be pushed to 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 reach deeper mm-hmm. uh, and to, to remove blocks that, that are in there. There's a, an art It's called circling. It's called the men's circle and one of the activities is circling where uh, it'll be you, uh, the person getting circled and then the group of men around and you share what's going on with you and then the men will share how that lands with them and anything they're they're feeling or seeing or asking question to kind of probe, uh, where I might not be showing up right or, or, or sharing something that seems like a little incongruent. I may be sharing something difficult and smiling. And so they may point that out and really get to the the root of that. So the, the, the circling part is really valuable to, um, to really uplevel yourself. Mm. Uh, So that, that, that's, Really powerful.
0: That's edgy to be there it's in the middle, and people are like, "Here's my reflection, or my reflection of you, and how you could be your more higher self." And I'm sure they're saying it in a loving way. Or maybe sometimes they're angry and they're like, "You didn't show up for me." Uh, but a lot of people avoid that. They're like, "I don't want to hear the negative." I'm doing air quotes now. Uh, reflections of myself because that's really hard to see and take in. So I'm going to set up my life so I can avoid that. And um, when really we only see what we can or want to see, we can only. Be be mirrors of ourselves if we're the only mirror for ourselves Uh, and and instead if we invite in other people whether it's therapists or you know in this kind of work then we have other people to hold us accountable and like you said if we're in a relationship we don't want it just to be our partner we're gonna stop listening to them or if your partner's constantly like hey here's how i see you can do or be better and maybe not in those exact words you're gonna eventually tune them out
1: or it comes across as nagging yeah you're like leave me alone. I got, yeah. I got this. But when it's, it's men who are like, hey, you know, this isn't really how the, how you should be showing up, or or uh, have you thought about it this way, or what if you reached for doing it like this, or just having that, and especially men that are skilled in that, that have done the work themselves, mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, to be aware, to be grounded, to centered, uh, to have that insight. Uh, it's a really powerful group to be a part of.
0: I have a question about dominance, and this this wasn't what we talked about before, but I, we've received multiple questions from listeners, and I've worked with clients before who are penis-owning individuals who are male-identified who have either partners that want them, them to be more dominant or, or confident And or they just don't feel dominant and confident. And so do you feel like with this men's work that shows you more about vulnerability, leadership, connection, et cetera, that it in turn can lead to that? There's the confidence piece. And I'm not saying dominant like I'm going to ruin and control the world. But when we think of dominance in the bedroom, we think of someone who's kind of um, running the show in a loving, confident way. Do you think that this work could also translate into that once you build that confidence in this work, even though it's not necessarily directly related to sex, that it could show up in that way?
1: It can help you show up more powerfully in a dominant role. Mm-hmm. It can help you show up more powerfully in a submissive role.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: So it's to help you show up powerfully in in either uh, either way. Now, some men may think, oh, it's not very masculine if I show up in the vulnerable place or in the submissive place and have my, my partner be be the the dom. But there's a, a lot of power oh, yeah. in in that surrender. And I teach that when I teach the rope uh, stuff I teach that that there's a lot of strength in that being able to let go a lot of men are like so busy leading or and women are leading too uh, but pe- people that are so busy leading maybe they uh, actually need that space to stop and, and let go and have oh, somebody yeah. else take care of them it can be a really powerful place um, and also uh, it can help you step into that that powerful more more dominant role mm-hmm. um, in in a in a good way. So there's like being the boss in a relationship and being a leader, and they're two different things. The boss is one that tells you what to do and and, and makes you do it, and uh, and and you know wants to look good. But the leader wants the other person to look good and wants to inspire. Um, so however you can show up that way, whether it's uh, having coming on stronger, being able to hold that space as a dominant, or being able to hold the space in in a mm. submissive role as well now talking physically about being in the dominant role that requires um a little more responsibility so whatever you can do in sort of personal development work to um, have a more relaxed body have your your energy flowing so you show up physically in a powerful way to have a practice that helps your heart open so that you can uh show up in, in a in a loving dominant way is really important also the work you can do on your mind to be clear so that you're not your mind isn't like worried and scattered about are you doing it right but Mm. you just you're clear and you know and then there's your spirit how strong is your spirit so working on your spirit to to be a really elevated powerful inspiring spirit those qualities really help you to show up in a dominant way Mm.
0: Yeah, and we hear the stories about the CEOs of large companies who are running everything by day, but at night sometimes they want to let loose and have someone dominate them. And I think that's kind of like a stereotype, but I can speak for myself as I mean I'm I, I'm someone who's running the show a lot. I told you earlier I'm a control freak in a lot of ways, and I love being submissive in the bedroom. Like ah, finally I can just chill the fuck out. And I've had my very dominant partners also crave that at times. Like mm. Sometimes they just want to be tied up and have the shit beat out of them. <laughs> they're like, that feels nice. And it doesn't make it so they're not dominant, they're not, so they're not a leader. There's such a thing as topping from the bottom. I'm one of those. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm running a show. You just didn't that. know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really powerful. So on the note of what women are craving more from men, then we kind of talked about this. They're craving more of, of this leadership, this vulnerability piece. Um, and, and then in turn, they can find it really hot and attractive. Um, so what about, let's talk about like this, the safety piece that can come from that. And I'll start with a personal story about this too, as I talked to you about this. So, um, recently I've, uh, had some things come up with my partner where, uh, the dynamic, uh, there's, there's some edginess to the dynamic there between us and it's wonderful. And there is some personal work that they need to go on, that he needs to go on to tend to himself. So it's a lot of self-care, a lot of processing things that made it so that we need some spaciousness in our connection. And, you know, we're not broken up, and there's some spaciousness happening in our connection to give him space for that. And whenever that happens in relationships, I'm like, fuck, here's another opportunity to work on myself. Fine, but it's another opportunity. It's great. And what I will say about my body and what happens with that, and I'm also more of an energetic when it comes to sexuality, um, and so that when the energy changes, I also have some anxious tendencies. But when the ener- energy changes, my body shifts and it feels less open and receptive. And so, um, it's not saying this as like he did this, and my body shut down. And what I got really clear on was when he needed to go and do this journey for himself. And now there's more spaciousness between us. Now all of a sudden, I do feel a little unsafe because I'm energetic and I feel like there's less uh, c- connection available. And so what I said was, okay, my sexual body's off the table now. We can still snuggle we can let you know touch and things but actual my like my pussy and my sexual body is not available right now not as punishment not withholding that which I don't recommend doing like fine you won't do this I won't fuck you not that but more so I could feel it oh I don't feel fully safe right now because my partner is, is not really fully here right now and so I' bring that to the safety piece you talked about why it's important to create a container of safety for partners and I think I feel like I had my own experience with that but can you share more about that why the safety is important for partners so that they can open up to the partners
1: yeah I think I want there's two things I want to share about that the first one is as a as a man I often or I, I rarely feel unsafe in my physical body or in, in, in my world. I walk around, I'll walk around in a dark parking lot at night. I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm not concerned about my physical safety. Um, A lot of the women that I know in in my life have had experiences or regular experiences where they haven't felt safe in their, in their body. So I don't think a lot of men understand the need to create a container of safety for their female partner. Um, Especially if you're like a good guy, and you're like, "Well, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna do anything to my, to, you know, I'm not gonna beat you up or anything." Uh, they may know that on an intellectual level, but at a nervous system level, it's still a, a man. Especially, and if you're arguing, or if you're posturing, or you're hovering over, or you're angry, or you're raising your voice, those are all things that that to a woman's nervous system can be really, really, you know, scary. Um, especially given all the um, all the incidents they may have had growing up.
0: Or ancestral trauma, too. I'm an, a believer an, an, in that.
1: Ancestral trauma as well. So um, so it's, it's important to know that, uh, and this applies to anybody, but especially for men, to know that even though you may know you're safe, your partner's nervous system may not know uh, that you're safe. Mm-hmm. So why is it important uh, if your partner doesn't feel safe, like you just said, give a good example. You're not going to get any. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not going to get <laughs> <Right>? laid, fool.
1: <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, who he made a post asking about. Uh, he had some. He has some issues uh, keeping his erection during during sex, and he asked for some mechanical device. Uh, uh, if, if anybody has some like experience a masturbation
0: with that. oh, to for erections, yeah, okay, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. and,
1: and I, I, I it's on Facebook,
0: him. just like, hey, does anyone know anybody uh, any dick was, pills a, <laughs> in dick or some other realm? Yeah, okay, so got
1: it. <laughs> I replied in, in a way that he didn't expect, and I said that a lot of our, as, as a man, a lot of our the energy needs, energy needs polarity, energy needs, in order to go from one place to another, you need to go from a positive to a negative, mm-hmm. that's just how ener- energy flows, um, and if, if, if polarity isn't there, then the energy is, isn't going to flow. So, for example, in my relationship, there have been times when I've been thinking I was really horny. And we, we get to get with my partner, but there's I'm not, like, getting aroused. Mm. And then my partner will share something that she's been afraid of sharing with me. She hasn't been f- feeling safe about like my financial situation, or hasn't been feeling safe about um, something else in her life, or like I, not safe or how um before I had a men's group, maybe she didn't feel safe, like I didn't have the support. Once we were able to, she was able to talk about that and share her feelings, and I was able to receive them in a, a good way and not get defensive. Um, then it was like magic. All of a sudden, I started to feel ar- ar- aroused and mm-hmm. excited, and she was too. And then we, we would have amazing sex afterwards, but it wasn't until she was able to share her feelings of not feeling safe, work together to where she did feel safe, that we were able to then um, have have the hot sex that we, we, that we both wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so creating a container of safety for your partner is probably the number one way to get more sex, it's huge, and have better sex.
0: I totally. Yeah, there's things that my partner could say to me that, like, they could say, like, "Oh, you're so sexy. I want to fuck you." And I'd be like, "That's cool." But if they were like, "I really want to include you in my family Christmas," I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm so special. <laughs> I want." Yeah. It's just there's something there. It's like, "Oh, I'm." And maybe that's for me just feeling included, but belonging, but also there's safety. Like, oh, okay, I'm a part of this person's heart, and um, but in, and I'm different from some people. They want to just hear, "You're so sexy. I want to fuck you," and that would work for them. Um, but for me safety they just just completely translates to sexuality to my body opening up and a lack of safety and feeling um seen and and that does include vulnerability like my partner's not sharing themselves and i and i feel that there's this part that they're withholding like there seems like there's some secrets and things you're
1: not feeling safe
0: yeah it changes everything hmm. yeah it makes a big difference and i wouldn't say that everyone is as energetic as me and i think that as me, sorry. Um, I think that though, a lot of people just haven't tapped into that yet. You know, that part of themselves of all genders, that there actually are more energetic beings than they think they are. Um, and not saying there's anything wrong with you and there's not one way to do it. And yet, I think just deep down, if we get past what we're, our past experiences are or what we've been cultured to be, that we are, you know, very intuitive feelers deep down.
1: So the the key tip here I want to leave for, 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 for men or for, for anyone, if you're with your partner and you're let's say it's a date night, but it's just not kinda of going quite right, um you may want to ask your partner, hey, like is there something on your mind? Like can you share with me, like how are you feeling? What's going on? Here's the number one tip. When they share that, if it's something that that that, that, is, that is you like, let's say they're like, Oh well, here's this thing you did and and it made me feel weird. Don't get defensive. Like, thank them. Be curious. Have empathy. Oh, it sounds like when I did that, you felt this way. That's going to relax them so much. Then they're going to be like, oh, it's safe to share my fears and it's safe safe to share my feelings. This person is safe. Now my nervous system can relax and and my body can open. So if your partner is sharing something, even if it's edgy, um, so... Like a, like a, a, several times, my partner has been like, "Oh, your financial situation isn't good enough for me." And it happens; it can come up uh, frequently. Before, I used to get defensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to work it out. It's fine. You don't have to worry, right? And that that wasn't the right response. The right response was, "Oh, it sounds like you're worried that I'm not going to make it this month, and this you know this business is going to take off." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm worried about it." I'm like, "Well, babe, I got this. Here's what I'm doing, and here I, I hear you, and and I'm sorry." that you're worried, and, and here's the steps I'm taking. And, you can, and as a watcher, like, oh, the mm-hmm. shoulders drop, there's, there's a smile, the face, you know, it's like starts to open up more. Mm-hmm. And it's learning that key to not get defensive, that's been probably one of the top skills I wish I had learned earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in it's life. It's huge.
0: And, and I would say also, if you feel like, you're not ready to step into this role of just taking accountability, just also reiterating what you're hearing too can be really helpful too. Like, if I'm like, hey, here's something I'm really stressed about in our relationship. And, you know, if, if, if you're feeling some defensiveness, but you would just tell me, here's what I'm hearing you say, that already is a big, and that's not that hard to do. Yeah, just listen, be like, I'm just going to parrot what you're saying right, right L- now. Listen
1: carefully when I say this. Don't. Try to fix it <laughs> right away.
0: Wait, but that's what we've been talking to do. We're going <laughs> to fix everything. It's
1: not going to work. <laughs> Listen. Mm-hmm. Reflect back to them. Make sure that they feel extremely well, deeply heard. And then you may be able to share something that's, uh, that, you know, how you're going to make it better or why you did something. But, but don't, don't jump to that right away because that's not what they, they want to hear. They want to know that their feelings are valid that you care about their feelings and that you you're there for them they don't have to worry about sharing them with you you're not going to go off uh freaking out or yelling or like getting defensive or running at, you know like mm-hmm. getting into a fight like all those things are going to ruin <laughs> ruin your 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 date night mm-hmm. uh, but a little bit of empathy and reflecting back to them will work wonders give Give it a try.
0: <laughs> it's so interesting how you'd be like, okay, we're not trying to give people some, you know, some man hacking and skills to go. Like, this is going to get you more laid if you do this, but it will probably
1: get you it more prob- laid. It will definitely get you more
0: laid. And I would say also for, I mean, for folks of all genders, that if we show up in this way, it's just going to benefit our relationships, no matter who we're talking to, but especially our partners. Yeah,
1: getting laid is a side benefit. <laughs> really, ultimately, it's like having a good relationship. With 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 someone, this this applies to the, from the bedroom to the the boardroom, mm-hmm. right? If you want to be if you want to be a leader, you've got to be able to listen to the people that are in your, in your life and have to take care of them and have them trust you mm-hmm. and feel safe around you.
0: What do you think about? So I, I think of sometimes uh, there's. The uh, masculine that shows up more as the like the supporter of the feminine. I know, you know I'm using these like kind of general gender norms here, but um, I I think of this in um, there's like the supporter, but still in a leadership w- leader way, like a confident way. I'm not saying this perfectly, but but then there's the masculine that's kind of the destroyer because it's threatened by the power of the of the feminine. And when I'm saying these things, I'm I'm speaking to an energy. It doesn't have to be pussy owners or penis owners. Um, but what do you think about someone who's kind of showing up really heavy in that in the masculine? that's like i'm a leader and i'm going to control and take over and and how can that person learn to soften you know i guess is it the same work to learn how to soften as it is to to boost your confidence
1: absolutely yeah 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 learning how the same keys i think learning how to relax your body open your heart quiet your mind and elevate your your spirit Hmm. uh that's going to work wonders no matter where you are in that in that spectrum
0: what are some applicable tools? So I know that you have a whole workshop or more, it's not a program, actually, it's not just a workshop um, on this that's coming up in February. I think you're launching February 22nd, 2022, and we'll talk more about how people can find that in a little bit, but what are some other applicable tools that people can do now without even going to the workshop? You mean you talked about here's some communication skills that you can utilize with partners, but when you're saying these things about learn how to get in your body and all these things, and I know that you're going to elaborate in this in, in the workshop uh, or the program, what are some just kind of simple things that people might do like if they're already like i don't when you say get into my body i don't know how to do that i don't know how i elevate my spirit like what are just some basic things that come to mind that people might be able to do on their own
1: Mm -hmm. um so uh i had someone tell me years ago that i wasn't in my body Hmm. and i was like i laughed i'm like that's dumb like i'm right here. here is (laughs) my body i'm right here what are you talking about i don't know i don't know what you're talking about Later on, I realized that I was actually floating a few feet out of my body because I didn't feel safe <laughs> in my body. And once I learned, once I became more in- embodied, um, I began to, I understood what this person was telling me. So for me, my path has been through um, martial arts. I practice Aikido. I've been doing that since 1995. You a second degree black belt in a- a- Aikido. Mm. That's been really powerful for me to get in my body and in my heart and in my spirit um the other practices that i've used i had i have a, a qigong practice called sheng jen uh which is really not really just qigong is qigong together with with an open heart with with love qi together with with love um, so that's been a really powerful practice for for me but just um you know what, what's some simple things that you can do Here's one simple exercise you could do. You could take a breath in, feel your lungs uh, expanding, and then e- exhale. And then on the next breath, not just inhaling into your lungs, but use your imagination here. But imagine yourself are inhaling into every cell of your body. Mm. Feel every feel this inner expansion inside, like like your cells are breathing in. And then as you exhale, let your body relax and feel the cells of your body kind of s- soften. Mm. So try that for a while. Begin to feel what it's like to breathe with your whole body. Um, some simple tool. Then you could also, so there's the body and then there's the heart too. This, is, this was the, the the biggest key for me. I was in a workshop and the teacher told me to open my heart to the whole universe. And I was like, why would I, I can't do that. <laughs> like, and I almost didn't take this workshop because it was called the Qigong of unconditional love. And I saw that and I was like, well, I'm a dude. Like, I don't, what the hell do I want to do with unconditional love for? That's boring and lame. It's yeah. old ladies petting cats, watching soap operas. Like, that, that's that's not, that's for not for me and my dog. That's not for a dude. <laughs> but I went to this workshop and uh, so he said, open your heart to the whole universe. And I was like, okay, I did. And, and whoa, and I did. Like, it took this, like, and half a second later, I felt this big connection that opening. I never, I didn't even know what, I don't know what it was, but I was like, this is good. I don't know what this is, but this is, this is good. And then I began to realize through this practice that, really, the most masculine thing you can do is work to keep your heart open, so that you have the full flow of energy of love through you. Um, and that's there's some there's such joy and power and charisma and connection that comes from that from that open heart. That just opening your heart will like. Skyrock, get your relationship. So you could do the uh, same thing with with the breath. As you breathe in, you can imagine your not just your physical heart, but imagine mm-hmm. like an energetic heart opening and connecting to nature, mm-hmm. to the trees, plants, animals, the whole world. And then as you exhale, feel that coming back in inside of you. You know, a heart is always kind of relaxing and contracting. You know, you know uh, pumping. Mm-hmm. Oh, the heart's opening and closing naturally. So just on an inhale, imagine your heart expanding. Like at this big heart, and then as you exhale, let that let that relax and soften, and try that for a little bit to be able to connect to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of men in my program they they're not connected to their body, they're not connected to their heart. I talk about accessing the wisdom of your heart, and they're like, uh, like what? I don't know. Where's my heart? Like how do I even do that? Um, so through through practice, mm-hmm. first you start to awaken that those abilities in you, and then you can do some more training to fully embody that
0: and the more we practice things the more it becomes a natural state for us and I think a lot of people or especially I guess men I think are more um, cultured to live in their genitals or in their brains and not in this holistic being and, and also I can speak for myself I I too I'm like a heady person and I've, I have to work to be in my heart and my pussy all at once I'm like fuck this is exhausting and the more I practice it the easier it gets and I can tell you that the sex that I have when I'm in my full expression of my body is ten times better better than when I'm just in one part of it. If I'm just in my head, that changes sex, and not in a positive way. And if I'm just in my pussy, which actually never happens for me, because <laughs> my whole thing works together. I work from top down, basically, and um, and that's just me. Um, and 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 so that's just an important part of it. I, and I used to in my sex, my most sexual, not my most, but my early sexual years of being a sexual being and having sex. I spent ten years not being in my full body, mm. and I can tell you that it's night and day. And I used to have sex with partners who weren't and aren't. I, you know, our, our sex was it was good. It was never like phenomenal, mind blowing. And now in my thirties, when I've really started to cultivate this in myself, I'm choosing partners that can meet me in that because that's also really important to me. But I also feel like I'm magnetizing that, and they're doing the same thing, and it just makes such a huge difference. So what I'm hearing you say is more embodied practices and practicing them more. And if this is new to you, and you're like, oh, gum, embodied breath, blah blah blah, Om Shanti, gems and crystals, I'm tuning out. I hear you and there is just there there's truth to it there just really is truth, and there's not just one way for everyone. Like if chi gong, chi junk, gong. Yeah, God, I can't say it. Is not your jam? Then you find some other practice that is incorporating the entire body and bringing it all together. And it's it's limitless, right? There's endless yoga,
1: dance, mm-hmm. martial arts. Yeah, um, I highly recommend aikido if you're gonna do a, a martial art.
0: Hiking, <laughs> chopping wood, you know, <laughs> if you want some manly shit, you know, or climbing a mountain, you know, there. But you're in the flow state, and you're using your whole body, and you're breathing, and you're feeling the nature it's, and the air around you. It's
1: it yes it's the body, but the heart has to be there together mm. and the mind has to be there and the spirit all together working as one. And that's where the real magic is when you can have that unification of of your heart and your your body and your mind and spirit all together. That's the real sweet spot. Then what you if- feel like you're in the center
0: what I about people who are like, if I bring my heart in, I'll get real sad because there's a lot of scary things in there.
1: <laughs> right. Well, that's the... So, sure. We maybe go going on this topic, but that's a closed heart. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of our hearts are um, hurt. Mm-hmm. There's pain in our heart. And that's okay. But how can you heal that heart? Um, when the heart can begin to open... People think they want to pre- close their heart to protect themselves, uh, or you know, from their emotions or from, from other other people. But really, it, the most power is when the heart begins to open. Then the love, the power of love, begins to flow through in a, in a really free flowing way. That protects you. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to hold boundaries by closing their heart, but that takes away their, their personal power. When the heart's open, you're like, oh, now, now you can really say, no, this, this is my boundary, and you know, you speak from from your heart, mm-hmm. um, and it also begins to heal the heart as that flow of energy begins to to, to work through. Mm-hmm. And there's practices that I share in this self leadership program and in my, my other work that specifically works on on the heart. Um, and, and like I said, you know, when I first heard, oh, open your heart or unconditional love, I was like, not for dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Not for me. I was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where our, our our true masculinity lies. That's where that's the source of the best sex we're ever going to have in our life. The best connection. If you want to, uh, uh, you want to start dating or find find your partner, get your heart open more. Mm. Your partners will feel that. Your partner will see the the, the you. And they'll be like, what? What's in that? The heart's open. Mm-hmm. I trust this 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 man. Mm-hmm. This man has done the inner work. Um, that's really sexy. Doing the inner work is that is one of the sexiest things. That's probably the sexiest thing you, you can you can do for your partner. And if you combine that with men's work, I mean that's that's really the the. This, this the uh, sweet spot.
0: April has this joke about me where it, what's really hot to me is if I talk to someone and they're like, oh, my therapist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's hot versus like, yeah, I went and surfed a gnarly wave. I'm like, that's cool. But like, your therapist, tell me more. Or like childhood wounding, but they're aware of it. Or men's work. You know, I'm part of this men's circle or doing this men's work program and I feel that. I'm like, yeah, yeah my so, pussy's online. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I hear you talking about it. My, my partner was talking about it. I had no... Idea mm. that this was at all like a sexy thing to do. I thought it may be kind of cool to hang out with some dudes and mm. do some guy stuff, but I I didn't know one that the level of transformation that I, I would receive. Uh, but more importantly, I had no idea how hot it was. Uh, I last month I posted a question on my Facebook page and I said, "Hey, uh, you know my women friends, I got a question for you. How important is it to you uh, that men in your life do men's work?" I got like. Th- 30 or 40 women replying, like, so hot, Mm. super hot. It's Mm. essential. Like, I won't date someone that hasn't done men's work. Like, it's the sexiest thing ever. Men who work on themselves, I find so attractive. A man tells me. Like, over and over again, repeated the same message that this is essential. And I asked my men's group, how do your partners feel about you doing men's work? And they're like, it was like, they didn't really know.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: I talked to the man. One of the men who completed my my uh, leadership program that ended in in, in de- December I was over his house, and I asked him, like, you know, I you know, how was the program for you? What you know, what what did you learn and what, what did you go through? And um, he, you know, he said, he's said, like, yeah, it was pretty good, and we did this and that, and and so on. But he, he wasn't like over the top and enthusiastic. Then his partner came home as I was leaving, and I asked her, I was like, so, uh, Annette, how how was it for you that uh, that your your husband was in this program. And she's like, oh <laughs> my God. It was <laughs> so good for our relationship. It like it supported him so much. I felt so much more turned on, our sex improved. Like all this. She just went on and on about He had no idea. He was he like, had, That's cool. He had no idea. <laughs> that's funny. Had no idea how in fact. Yeah. That's that funny.
0: Yeah. They're like, okay, well, maybe you two should have a conversation about this because this is powerful stuff to have some awareness about that. And, and so this is someone who completed a, a similar thing that you're going to be offering, but it was like a, a different, a different, yeah. um, uh, uh, different round of this offering.
1: Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had one that launched in o- October of, of last year. Got and it. I'm going to run the same program. I've run it uh, several times this this year. It's called "Awaken the Leader Within."
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So, "Awaken the Leader Within," and this is February 22nd, 2022. It's going to be launched, and it is. Uh, is it an eight week eight, online? eight week okay program, and it's online and there's an in person retreat. It's,
1: it's mostly online, so there's uh, eight weeks. It's spread up in, in, into four different pillars of self self leadership. Uh, the body, the self care. You can't if you want to really take care of other people as a leader, you need to take care of yourself first. So. Um, and then, if uh, the second is self-love, mm-hmm. so if you want to love other people, you really need to love yourself first. And if you want to be able to receive love, you need to love yourself. Uh, self the two weeks on self-reflection on the mind, uh, going into stillness, not just quieting the mind, but also empowering the mind, so you have a clear and focused and sharp mind. And then, uh, self-inspiration is the fourth pillar that we teach. Uh, how do you uh, uh, elevate your spirit and? inspire yourself so that you can then inspire other people mm. i had the thought come to me that um, true leadership starts with self-leadership mm. and i was like oh right like you, that inner game of leadership and that that's really where the magic is mm. um because it's you know at the end of the day you've, you've only got you like you've got you and inside of you and so if you can work on yourself your your self leadership you have a body that's strong and energetic you have a heart that's loving and full you have a mind that's clear reflects the truth of the universe and you have a, a spirit that's like connected to the big picture wow like there's that's when you find the meaning in your life
0: mm-hmm. yeah i love that i love i love clear pillars too i'm like oh point one two three and four and they're all uh working with the entire being which i think is really helpful so for people so this is from since it's eight weeks online there's an in-person there's retreat
1: one in-person retreat and okay. there's also a uh, the badass sword upgrade so mm-hmm. if the men that want to um i include sword practice and yes oh, you can get a real like live, a real sword uh, a, a, a real <laughs> sword cool um and uh, and I, I do that because working with the sword can really bring that really it's like some deep clarity and alignment uh, in, into your, your life and into your le- leadership skills. In Aikido philosophy, there's the sword, the, the life-taking sword and the life-giving sword. Mm. There's a sword that cuts and there's a sword that brings together. Mm. And that's what I'm teaching. How do you bring everything together? The sword really becomes an extension of your spirit. Um, and so learning how to have like a good, Dignified posture and have a sword cut that brings the whole universe together in one cut. Like, that's there's something real magic there. So, it's
0: kind of sexy too, just like watching a man hold a sword, you (laughs) know. And then, and then
1: most times, you know, you're kind of cutting and it's not so sharp when you're, you know, uh, straight when you're starting out, but little by little, you have more and more alignment inside you. Hmm. Uh, Really, really powerful practice
0: I'm thinking of like kill Bill learning the art of the sword but like they're using for murder but also in this art it's a mm-hmm. little different uh, and, so and then we would, well,
1: there's also yeah. uh, there's also four men's circles ah. so on each of those pillars there will be a, a men's circle. Uh, for, for two hours that's, um, online? that's focused on that yeah
0: okay cool yeah. so if you have people that live in New York they could do this but this they could fly out for the in-person retreat all
1: online yeah and if, and if you can fly out for the in-person that's that, that that's great too
0: and how so how do they find out about this and sign up what are your you? I think you have two website offerings here your socials etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: sure uh, if you're interested in, in the rope stuff you can go to not-love.com with a K K-N-O-T K- love <laughs> uh, I'll have a, a Valentine's Day special and I'll have a a, a, a four four week couples erotic rope course that that'll be launching in February, and I have a, um, a a full length instructional video course on on the the heart of erotic rope play. Um, but this leadership program, you can go to Wiley Leadership with two L's in in Wiley. It's called uh, yeah, called Awaken the Leader Within, and um, yeah, it's a it's a really powerful program it will provide a foundation for your personal growth it'll it'll forever change how you move in your body your heart your mind and your spirit um and provide a foundation for for moving forward from a really grounded centered whole place Mm -hmm. um i want to leave you with one uh one special way Mm -hmm. one special tip to be able to see to, to, to end any argument with your partner. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those ways to help your partner feel safe. Um, and it's a simple process, and I call it the PRISM process, P-R-I-S-M. It has four simple steps. So I was in an argument with my partner. We were supposed to have a date night, and this is going back to when she she, she wasn't feeling safe. Um, and we started to get into a, a, this fight. And then you know, she's telling me she's right. I'm trying to tell her I'm right. And it's not going anywhere. And then I felt something. It's all this leadership work I, I've been doing. I felt my inner leader wake up. And it was like, do you want to be a leader in this relationship? Or do you want to be like the victim? And I was like, I want to be the leader. Well, then follow your process. Okay. I'll follow my process. This four-step process is relax, open, quiet, and, and act. And so... The first step is to take a moment to relax your body and think about what you want. The second step is to open your heart. Think about how you want to feel. The third step is to let your mind go quiet for a moment and wait for an answer to bubble up as to what can you do right now to begin feeling that way right now? And then the fourth step is to act and do that thing. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of this argument... That inner leader kind of tapped me on the shoulder and was like, okay, well, why don't you put your process to work here? I was like, okay, well, what do I want? I want to have sex with my partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you want to feel? Well, I want to feel like sexy and flirty and fun and safe. And then I was like, oh, what can I do to to do that? So I I was quiet for just a second, and it came up right away. Tell your partner how pretty she looks right now. Uh, Okay. And so the fourth step is to act. So I did that. I said, "Hey, hey, babe. You know, like you're really tr- cute, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like that. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, thanks." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I really like this and that." I started, you know, kind of going the way I wanted it to go, and then we had it. In, we ended up having an, an amazing time. Happened again on New Year's. It was start New Year started to be a, di- a disaster. Uh, we had the dinner late, and she was tired and hungry and stressed. And it was just, I was like, "But this is not how I want to go into twenty twenty two like this." So I thought for a second, I relaxed my body. What do I want? I want to have an amazing new year and walk into tomorrow morning powerful. Okay, how do I want it to feel? Well, I want tonight to feel like connected and playful and fun. This is like about 10 o'clock and uh, and she was almost ready ready for bed. Um, And then I said, what can I do right now to begin to feel that way? Okay, I can tell my partner that I've got this. And so I did. I was like, hey, babe, Like I know we're fighting now, and I know New Year's is getting to be difficult. But um, I'm going to wake up tomorrow really powerful, and and I know we can do it. It's only ten o'clock. Midnight isn't for another couple hours. Like, uh, like we we've got this. Like I know that you know it's a little tricky now, but we'll we'll get the food done soon, and we'll do this, and we'll do that, and no problem. I just watched her whole nervous system Mm. relax and open up, and then it was like we went to bed at like two thirty after having just a. A fantastic time. Mm. So I want to just plant that seed because you can always like it, it's your life to lead and create and live the life that 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 you love. So always, if you, if you can, remember that you can take these four steps: relax your body, connect to what you want, open your heart, connect to how you want to feel, go quiet, wait for an answer to how you can feel that way right now, and then take that next step.
0: Awesome! You know I love those formulas. <laughs> so remind people how they find your website again. The two websites we have not love
1: t n o t love okay and Wiley Leadership w i l l e y
0: l dot coms. You don't have any like dot lo- lo- love or live or whatever live no. or things at the end that no. the websites don't love. Okay, everyone. Go check that out. And also, we'll have the links in our show notes, too. So if you don't remember, you can just click through the link. It's also on our website and all the fun things. You can find out about Edward. Edward, again, also is on episode 139, Not Love with a K, wrote Play for Hot Sex and Deep Connection. Uh, And I think that's all my plugs there right now. Thank you for all the tools. Edward and the personal stories and the help. And you actually, you're helping as someone who's a Volvo owner who has sex with penis owners. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. Because you're yeah. really helping us out. Yeah.
1: Thank <laughs> you for having me on the show. I'm not sure about your market to the men or to the partners of the. <laughs> we have it for all <laughs> of, of them. The the, I think
0: the partners are like, yes, please. And then to the, the penis owning folks who are, a lot of the people listening to the podcast are already on that path a little bit. And a lot of them are brand new, though. They're like, I haven't, like the ones who are like, men's work, I don't know about this. So I think just helpful to give people more ideas of ways that they can navigate. If you
1: have any questions, too, I'll, I'll share my, uh, my calendar link, and you can book a call with me to talk about this men's program and mm-hmm. see if it's, if it's right for you.
0: Cool. That'll I- all be in there in the show notes and the links, and then we can all learn more. And everyone, just so you know, Working on yourself is sexy. Don't forget. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> and I'm not the only one that thinks that. Thanks, so Edward. Sexy. Okay, and to our listeners, let's see. April's not here. What would you normally say? She'd say, oh, yeah, go rate us on iTunes. It helps people find us. We love five stars. We love you. Please go right now. Press pause, rate us. Thank you. Um, but she'd also say, ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.